Welcome to the Retail Exchange Podcast. Hello, I'm Carl McKeever, and welcome to the latest in the interview series from the Retail Exchange Podcast, as we bring you insight and opinion from premier retail industry professionals and thought leaders. Today, I'm joined by the Creative Director, e-commerce and retail at leading Spanish sports retailer, Sprinter. To coincide with the launch of the retailer's new store concept, I grabbed some time in Barcelona with Eduardo Recio to talk shop. More specifically, to dive into the story behind the retailer's new 4,000 square meter space, its largest store to date, that features an extended true sport range and delivers a game-changing immersive and interactive concept that is set to raise the bar in Spanish sportswear retailing. We sat down together to discuss the story of the business, the thought process that went into the concept development, and to explore Eduardo's own journey in retail that first began back here in the UK. Here's the episode. Eduardo, welcome. Thank you very much for having me. Really glad to be yeah, here. Yeah, so it's, it's a real pleasure. So, for those people who are unfamiliar with the Sprinter brand, just give us a quick overview of your business. So, Sprinter is a multi-brand, uh, multi-sport retailer. It was founded in, in 1995. Uh, rapidly grow in, in Spain until we get uh, 100 stores quite rapidly, expanding around around mainly south of Spain, and uh, we keep growing and growing, and growing until now we have. 380 stores so we're doing quite well and, and the business obviously of sports is uh, obviously uh, really powerful now in the, in the nowadays and I believe that the business now has stores outside of Spain you're not just purely here uh, in the region no we, we are on we are on uh, the whole of Spain we are in Portugal we are in Spain we are in Netherlands so in your role as creative director uh, of e-commerce and retail give us an overview of the breadth of your responsibilities so we truly believe in the communication, in the unified communication to, to our shoppers, so everyone understands who we are from uh, each point of view and, and, and channel. So I lead three verticals. One is the, the studio, uh, which is down to, to the advertisement photography, to the e-commerce photography, uh, the operations and production and post-production, the right content and, and, and more uh, quality content. We also have the digital uh, team slash creative. So I say, let's say like, we truly believe in the unified communication, as I said before. We truly believe that omnichannel is the way. And consumers want to understand the brand first from online and then in the stores. So we need to clarify and be clear to them that we are the same brand when, when they enter the online or they enter the, the, the retail. That's why uh, the, the slash digital creative. And then we have as well the, the retail brand experience, which is in charge of everything that happened on the store in terms of experiential, communication, servicing. So in that way, we, we always maintain that level of creativity experience to, to, to our consumers. A lot of brands in recent years have really kind of doubled down into their understanding of customer experience and started to find strategies that can give them a clear differentiation between their e-coms business and their in-store execution. For you, what does the experience or customer experience in-store really mean? It means a lot. Uh, it means everything. But we need to go always back to the basic. You need the product, you need the right product, and the right time. When you go the, the, the basics right, everything that happens after is easier somehow. Experience in the store, it, it goes from uh, if you have the right product, if, the, if our colleague in the store is able to, with the knowledge that they have, to advise the consumer to, to get the right product for them, it goes from try and test 
it goes from a clear communication in the store so you uh, as a consumer understand quickly what you're looking for is this the right one if you don't have the support at the time or you don't want to have the support in the advice so everything is is key onto the into the experience um, but for me is as I say the three basics is product knowledge of our our colleagues in the store and a clear communication onto onto the onto the store. And for many brands, it seems that uh, the customer expectation is continuing to rise. They're looking for a more elevated, to use a, a popular word, customer experience. In the sports industry specifically, for many years, not a lot of attention was paid to how the consumer was romanced in store. You know, theatre was not something which was part of the agenda. Often pilot high, overloaded racks, you know, dingy lighting. But in, in recent times, it seems that you know, brands are finding a new path away from this. Well, the truth is that, as you say, uh, probably the previous, the previous uh, concept of retail it was just based on sales, um, which obviously is the basic. You need to, you need to sell to survive. But the uh, reality is that you need to give the, the consumer the right information to, to, to buy the right product. Um, so that means that if you have a racking with 10 shoes, doesn't mean that you're going to sell the 10 shoes. You maybe need six and a piece of information, uh, something that allows you to, to understand the product better. So uh, everyone is growing at their own path. Everyone is growing at their own speed. Um, but the good thing is that at the end of the day, we, we, we from the Sprinter, we kind of thinking in the, in the model that we are going to produce and producing. And, and we truly believe on the, on the try and test and the knowledge of our colleagues. Uh, in the floor and, and, and helping the customers. So. so for you, is it fair to say that, that you believe that investing in the store experience and elevating beyond, let's say, a kind of almost discounted operation gives you the opportunity to grow the bottom line? So instead of giving margin away through promotions and discounts and offers, that actually you have an opportunity to sell more at a full price margin by operating in a, a better retail environment? Well, I think the sell for a fair price is important. <laughs> But also give the right experience to the to the consumer is key. I always do the same questions to everyone. How many times you went to store and buy a product and you go home with lots of doubts? Uh, you ask questions that didn't really know how to answer it. Uh, then you go home, you test it, you try again. You're not confident, you're not comfortable, you're not sure if it's the right one. Then you come back. What is more costly? Is, is your time or the time of the shopper no? It's not valuable. I mean, it's really. Uh, so you don't want the customer to come in back because they have doubts. So uh, getting to the point of try and test, uh, getting to the point to have colleagues in the floor that know the, pro the, the product, know the product, uh, allow us to reduce the impact of the consumer coming back, coming forwards, not sure, lots of doubts. We want you to go out with the right product at the right time and no doubts about it. How do you think that sports retailing is changing generally? You know, we're seeing more of a shift to experiential in some, in some markets. Is that also the same in sports retailing too? The, the sports is changing. Um, I think um, we've been so long in the same spectrum of uh, selling products to, to the uh, people do, do, that do sports at a top level. Uh, but we... The sports industry normally forgo a little bit about those that they are not in the top level. Um, from a sprinter point of view, we want to take care of everyone. Doesn't matter the level that you want to do sports. For us, devolving, devolving it goes there. Um, you want to start running because you didn't run in the past four years. We have the right product, we have the right advice, we have the right knowledge. We're gonna 
allow you to, to go from this store with the right product for you with a smile on your face. So that's what we try to do. Uh, and that's what we're achieving with the, with the new model. I think that's, that's the main challenge for the sports today, the sports stores. Um, they need to probably understand better, the, the, or we need to probably understand better our consumers so we produce a, a better information knowledge to them. So this is a particularly exciting period for you. I believe um, some new store openings done, you have more in the pipeline. But let's have a conversation around Madrid. Um, your biggest store to date, I believe you collaborated with the UK's uh, Dalziel and Powell on this particular store with a new identity. What we can find there is, is a lot of things. Uh, as I said at the beginning, we, we've got the categories of running, football, training, but also we expand into other new categories uh, like basketball, swimming, racket tennis, paddle tennis. So we try to bring the categories uh, and, and bigger range of products. But also we bring teams into the floor to allow us to give the right advice to our consumers. So uh, those that are going to be in the running section are runners. They know what you need, they know what you want. And also we bring in all the experiences that allow us to you as a consumer to test and try. We have the stadium that you can jump in your football boots, score some goals, try. It's a kind of really, really nice gamification. We have the running track, you can jump as well in your, in your, your running shoes and give a run, try, test it. Uh, as many as many as you want to, to get the right ones for you. We have so there's a big emphasis on yes. trying things out. Absolutely, absolutely. And we know that at the end of the day, you as a consumer want to get the right solution for you. you. You want to have the right product for you. Uh, doesn't matter the level, as I said before, that, you, that you're practicing. So uh, even though if you want to be a bit more, uh, or you're more professional, you are a big runner, uh, we have the sports lab. We can analyze your, your gait and we do a gait analysis, footprint analysis. So we can compare really top products and tell you in the terms of your, your biomechanics, you may maybe need this. So we have a latest technology to, to help us and allow us to, to, to help in, the, in that perspective. And I think also this is the very first time that you brought into a, a retail setting one of your other complementary brands within the group, um, Depot Village, which is a dedicated cycling brand. Um, here you have created a, a mezzanine space and, and have everything together in one place, is that right? Yes, absolutely. So Depot Village is a, is a game changer as well brand. It's online for sure, and the product they have is, is a really top level product. So it gives us the opportunity to, to show as well that we have another brands in, in, the, in the group that allow us you to buy different, different typology of products, cycling in this particular case, uh, and, and, and the shop floor is, is, a, is a top shop, absolutely, with all the experiences as well and, and all, the product, uh, all the product range. So do people actually use this running track and actually yeah. te test out the shoes? Absolutely. Um, uh, the, 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 the first day that we've been there on, on the opening, it was a queue of people trying to jump into running track to try the, and test the, the, the shoes. It was, it was quite good, actually. It was a surprise for us because, obviously, when you do, when you do these kind of experiences, you always have your doubts. But once you see up and running, um, people engaging with it, that is quite nice to see. And it's one of those kind of moments of serendipity, I guess, where, you know, something you weren't expecting to be a success suddenly was a big surprise. Absolutely. It was great. So what has been the reaction from the colleagues working in the store? You know, it's a whole new concept, it's a big concept, more specialization, more opportunities for them, I guess, to shine with their knowledge. How do they feel working in this new space? From my point of view and the conversations that I have with all of them, they love it. Uh, it's a really clean space. It's a really huge space. The product range is amazing. 
So if you are in a, if you work in a store, and, and some of us in the past work in the stores, the thing that you want is to have right space to be able to help the consumers to, to, to get to the right decision. And uh, that is the feedback that I have from them. They love it, uh, and they are so happy with the new with the new model. To be fair, and uh, are there more plans for this uh, particular concept to be rolled out, or is this a one-off? No, absolutely. We have full commitment on this on this model. We're rolling and rolling and rolling the concept, and and this is not stopping for sure. And for you, why do you think this concept will be such a game changer for your business? This is not this is not like fashion. I mean, you 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 have these these jeans, you have the shirt. They match. It's not aesthetics. It's about testing, trying, and, and, and have the knowledge of the product. So the performance has to come first. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Clearly, physical sales and e-commerce sales, they, they each have a different role to play. But in the whole kind of arena of a store, do you really see that the investment that you're making in experience has the potential to really contribute to the bottom line? Absolutely, absolutely. I have no doubts about it. Experiential is... Consumers are changing, they are more demanding, uh, they want more personalized experiences, they want, they want to get to stores and understand better the stores and have that kind of loyalty to some, to some, to some of us uh, as a brand and uh, this is going to contribute, no doubt about it. And I guess the consumer also wants to shop in a place which gives them a good sense of confidence. So if your store has the most impressive range, it has the best advice and service, you know, this in itself becomes quite magnetic and people will come to you. Absolutely. I mean, everything is connected. I mean, the online and the, and the shops are connected. You start your journey online. You have some, we have the credibility on online. We, we produce some content that allows you to understand who we are. Then you go to the store. Everything is connected together. Uh, all the journey is, is seamless for the, for the consumer. So when you go to the store and everything makes sense because you've already been decoding this kind of uh, communication, knowledge, credibility, everything is, is easier for them. And, and, and when you jump in a store, which is the same, it kind of creates that, that link uh, to them and creates loyalty for, for us as well. You, you have a role which for many people working in retail would be one of the most prized positions perhaps that they could aim for. You know, many people um, would love to be a creative director of a brand where they get the opportunity to put their, their vision into the marketplace. Give me some idea of your career to date. How did you arrive at this position now? Well, it was a bumpy ride, that's for sure. Um, so, funny thing is, uh, uh, I'm an industrial engineer. And six months after working as a pure engineer, I knew that was not for me. <laughs> so I decided to jump in the, the, real, the real thing that I like. It was creative. I jumped into an advertisement business, been there for a while, uh, moved to UK, start to learn from, from, from the bottom retailing, studying retailing, um, and, and then, Suddenly, at some point, I, I get the chance to, to, to become part of this project and, and I did love the project, uh, how they put in the table for me and, and here I am. So it was a bumpy ride, uh, but at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's the one that I love for sure. And what were you doing in the UK? So I work, uh, I started as, a, as an art worker. Um, I have a kind of uh, ambitious mind. Um, and I was like a, as a POS designer at the beginning, uh, but then it was clearly no my no my path. I wanted to be more experiential. I want to understand retail. I want to make more impact into the whole pitch um, of space. Uh, so uh, start to start from there and then move forward to to where I am right now. 
and if you had to compare kind of the development in uh, in retail in Spain or in UK, which one do you think is kind of almost leading the creative agenda here? Between UK and Spain, I think UK is doing great. <laughs> I think you you you've been investing on on creative on the retail space for quite a long time. You have some of the best agencies in in in, the, in Europe and in the world. Um, so. The learning path for sure it was it was quite successful for me on, on the UK, so no doubt about it. In my, in my personal opinion, someone probably don't like the opinion, but I think UK is uh, right on the spot right now. And when you're not working, where do you get your creative inspiration? I mean, you know, here in Spain, there's plenty to be inspired by. You know, you have some very famous role models and some icons of Spanish design, which uh, has really exported extremely well across the world. But for you, what are the sorts of things that get your creative juices flowing? When, when you are creative, everything inspires you. Um, the minor thing that you can see can inspire you, but... I'm a gamer. Uh, I like games. Uh, I've, been, I've been a gamer all my life. And uh, one thing that I find out is that gaming uh, moves so quickly with the, with the, with the likes and the needs of the, of the, of the players uh, that it was a rapidly constant source of, of creativity and information that allowed us to uh, help us to understand where to shape things. And uh, for me, it's, uh, uh, gaming is a kind of an inspirational thing to do, uh, to, to use. Um, so yeah, that, but that's me, which I'm a gamer, so... And have you brought any elements of gamification into the new store concept? Absolutely. So uh, gamification, as I say, is from everything where it comes. And, and if you start to think about virtual reality, you start to test and try things. You, 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 you get a, a fantasy racket and play tennis on a virtual reality. So you bring that to store in the real life and then make, it, make everything sense so you can... So it's the kind of level of, of gamification that, that allows us to, to help us into the store. You've worked on both the supplier side and now on the retail side. What lessons do you think you know, apply and can be learnt from both of those experiences? We all know what the agencies uh, are like. Um, you, you have a tempo that you need to... You need to be quick, you need to be sharp, you need, you need to be fast, you need to bring innovation, you need to learn quickly the brand, uh, you need to connect quickly with the brand that you're designing for. Some projects are three days, some projects are six months, some projects are one year. Um, so you need to be really quick and sharp and, and vivid trying to design for, for them and trying to understand the consumers that they have, but also trying to bring new ones. Um, so that kind of level of intensity on, on, on knowing the brand and designing is, is key on the agency. The other side is slightly different. Uh, you have a different tempo. You have your consumer, but you want the new ones. So um, one thing that I bring for Sprinter, for example, is that I question the tempo all the time. So I, uh, I need to ride this at the same speed as the consumer is riding. Um, so we need to question in the tempo that we're having in terms of bringing things on board. So when I came four years ago, the, the stores don't, don't, don't have the experience that they have today. So in four years, we were able to, to jump from one side to the other and bring in something new, fresh and unique. Um, for my opinion, some of the best stores probably that you can find in the sports in the Europe market. And that is the thing that I think that I bring from one side to the other. Uh, questioning the tempo, uh, innovation, bringing new ideas, fresh ideas, think about how the consumer want to perceive you, how the consumer want to perceive the store, communication and, and, and bring in board as, as, as fast as, as, as you can.
And as you develop more in-house capability, do you think there is still a role for an external agency to input or to give you, you know, fresh perspectives? Absolutely. There is, as I said, there is no doubt when you're an agency, you're, you're in a fast track. Um, you need to design fast. You need to, you need to get the last innovation uh, materials. You need to understand technology. So sometimes we are down to many of the objectives that we have creatively-wise uh, that you didn't probably have enough time to think of what's the, lat the latest piece of innovation, the technology, where we can be, where we can go. So you need always that external support that helps you with that uh, part of the plan. You've been through this massive program of opening new stores, new concepts. What's one of, been one of the biggest learnings along this way? You know, um, either immediately as you're in the moment of opening a store or as you're just about to take possession of the keys and, and, and get going. What's been one of those moments where you think, ah, I wish we'd known this or I wish we'd done this differently? All the journey is a, is a learning curve. The opening is a learning curve. And after a week is a learning curve. So um, that's the good thing of who we are in the Sprinter and, and, and the team. Um, we never stop thinking on how to improve. And uh, you can imagine how many, how many things the team came and say like, hey, we should do this better and, and we should improve this. And what if, when you have a team that think in that way, you have the right thing to, to carry yeah. on. Because it gives you the opportunity to not sit back and rest on your laurels, but to be continually looking to improve. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And, that, and that's great, to be fair. I mean, the way they, they, they challenge themselves, the way that we challenge ourselves, is incredible. And that means that we are connected with the consumer and, and means that we want to produce the best piece of advice knowledge uh, to them. If there's one particular retailer, not necessarily within the sports uh, category, that you really think, wow, I really admire these guys, I, I really love what they do, I have total respect for the way they think about their stores and their consumer, which brand would it be? I have one and there's no doubt about it. I can say two. Obviously, Lash, I think, is one brand that know the consumer, uh, know their way of communication, know what they do. And uh, for me, it's, it's, I mean, absolutely no doubt that they do the right thing. Um, and there, in, there is other sports brands uh, that they create things. Um, but if I have to do in the whole perspective, Lash will be uh, one of my favorite ones. So, so you're a big fan of the exploding bath bombs? And not really. <laughs> <laughs> not really, not really. My kids are. <laughs> right. but, uh, but I talk about the brand and the concept. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than the, the bath bombs, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but I think you're right. I know they are a brand which are very well connected to their consumer. And also they have a really clear uh, identity and they seem very focused about the way that they want to operate, open their stores. And everyone that is there, working there and shopping there is, is, is seamless. I mean, yeah. everything is connected together and, and every time I enter to, to the last store, it's like, that's something special. Yeah, um, it's like a magic secret sauce. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Many people have put doubts on the future of high street retail, saying that you know e-commerce is going to continue to inflict casualty on the high streets around the world. What gives you cause for optimism? Retail is no... I'm a big lover of, of brick and mortar. Um, I don't see that there is only online, online businesses. I think everything, as I said at the beginning, everything should be connected. Everything must be connected. You start a journey here, but you finish a, a journey there. You might be able to start the journey online, buying online. But at the end of the day, when you want to, to personalize, and, and we have to focus on personalized experience for, for consumers, talk about people and rather than shoppers, uh, you need to get to the point that you connect with them directly, person one-to-one. -one. 
And the uh, truth is that the brick and mortar shape and is shaping and it will be reshaped soon enough. Um, and that is, the, that is the journey. We need to accommodate to the shopper, uh, to the expectations, and be able to produce that pieces that allows them to, to keep connecting with the brick and mortar. So I'm optimistic. I love brick and mortar, and, and I truly believe that we run at the same speed that consumers. We will be always on the spot to, to, to support them. Thank you so much indeed, Eduardo. Thank, Thank you very much for having me. You've been listening to the Retail Exchange Podcast. Subscribe online at theretailexchange.co.uk and join the debate hashtag retailexchange. Thanks for listening. <laughs>